Dan! 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 Hi, and welcome to Dancast Episode 7. Um, here once again with Dan. <laughs> That's the festive edition uh, sorted. Now we can get to the real meat. <laughs> um, actually, Christmas has struck in the uh, Search Star office. The Christmas tree is up. Presents are gathering for our secret Santa. Mm-hmm. Um, £10 limit. No it's more. been a week since I last didn't have a mince pie. Oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> There's been a lot of... Um, yesterday was our uh, bake-off. Um, there was a lot of mints. A lot of <laughs> everything, I think, was mince pie based, apart from the winner, which was a Christmas pudding tiffin, which everybody seemed to delight in. Yeah. Um, Basically, we, a chocolate cannonball. Yeah, it was essentially <laughs> cheating, but it was probably oh. the best tasting thing there. Mm-hmm. Um, this month, not week, this month, we're um, going to talk about Facebook attribution with Joe Phillips. She'll be joining us a little bit later. But we thought we'd do something a little bit more interesting uh, than we normally do on Downcast for this, this month. Or, you know, so that, that's harsh. Something a little different. Mm-hmm. We are going to look back at the year that's been, see what happened in 2018 in the digital advertising landscape. And then we're going to look ahead to 2019 after we've talked to Joe uh, and get Mystic Dan's... Uh, Impressions of what might come in the year ahead, or his predictions rather. Um, cool. So let's hope he's got. I hope he's got something up his sleeve because yep. this is. Uh, this, to be fair, this this episode is off the cuff. It's um, fine, unbriefed. <laughs> yep, a bit of snowy eyed, snowy skied thinking. Yeah, exactly. We'll see. I, and he, he'll inexorably be uh, correct, of course. Uh-huh. Um, so 2018, we uh, actually managed to. We've managed to accomplish six episodes so far because we had a very busy summer. Um, and in that time, we've covered in episode one, Google voice search guidelines. So Google, you know, bringing in, in, in guidelines to how it handles voice search. Um, episode two, we, ha- we talked about Unilever's threat to pull out from Facebook and Google. Do you remember that? Yep. Um, I don't think that even happened. I'm pretty sure it was a bit of a duff threat, to be honest. Yep. Um, and we talked about Google's ad blocking software. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode three, the Cambridge Analytica debacle. Yeah, everyone remembers that, I'm sure. Facebook, I think Facebook is still feeling the uh, yep. shock waves of that, though it doesn't appear to have dampened their spirits too much. Oh, I think I think if you take the balance of the, I think Unilever's fle- threat to pull out of Facebook was fairly bogus. Yeah, but I think the Facebook Analytica scandal continues to rumble on and give pain for Facebook. And what it's done, I think, is it's made Facebook itself possibly terminally unfashionable okay, in terms yeah, of that okay. Facebook is still doing brilliantly off Instagram mm-hmm. and off WhatsApp but I think Facebook itself is possibly wounded is definitely wounded whether it's mortally wounded or not I don't know but you okay. see very few people who will sort of proudly call themselves Facebookers anymore I don't many call. many more people <laughs> will proudly tell you they never go near the thing yeah yeah, I, yeah. do you know what Actually, and the numbers are down probably right. the numbers are, certainly are down that's yeah. true um, I personally wouldn't proclaim myself a, an avid Facebooker. I'm sure you wouldn't either. I, I actually am a Facebooker, weirdly, but I, every time it leaves me feeling slightly dirty. Yeah, <laughs> every, every log on, every yeah. cent given to Facebook makes yeah. you feel dirtier. I think that's fair enough. Okay, so Cambridge Analytica highlighted mm-hmm. as a 
potential for most important news story of the year. Yep. Episode four, GDPR. Oh, yep. <laughs> we'll get back Gift to that. that keeps on giving. We'll yes. get back to that. Episode five, Apple uh, started blocking third-party tracking on its Safari browser. I don't think that, that's weird. That hasn't come up on my no. radar much since. I'm going to be honest, episode five wasn't a hard hitter. <laughs> uh, that was the uh, most important thing I could find. Uh, and episode six was actually last month. Uh, we talked about uh, Amazon's search-based retargeting. Oh, yes. That's good. Yeah, well, probably because it's the most recent thing we talked yep. about. <laughs> so, Dan, what for you has been the biggest digital advertising event, news story of 2018? I think there the, have the been... I think there are two. There's the there's Facebook's problems, which I think we've already covered in as much... Yeah. Which I don't think are news to anybody, so I won't go into an enormous amount but do you of depth. Think, do you think those will rumble on? Do you I think, do we'll think, hear I, think the big, I think the big issue is whether the consumer possibly will turn its back on Facebook. Okay. Um, and what Facebook will do about that, whether Facebook will, how Facebook will refresh that particular brand, because they own multiple brands. Yeah. And the advertising isn't just on Facebook, it's actually using the sort of power of its data to sort of run advertising everywhere else. And I mean, the actual Facebook attribution, and they're doing some enormously clever things. What Joe's going to come on and talk about in terms of the new Facebook attribution tool is great, or it certainly looks great from what we've seen so far. Yeah. I think the other big story, which isn't covered in anything that you've said, is, is a sort of creeping story and will probably be the story of 2019, is the rise of artificial intelligence, machine learning, assistants, mm-hmm. voice uh, voice. Voice. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's necessarily voice search, but just voice assistance. Yeah. Um, and I think that has been a sort of conversation that is, that is the decibels have grown across 2018, and I think they'll start to become deafening in 2019. Yeah. I mean, that's. I think the reason we haven't covered that, you know, ignoring the five months spent out not doing it, um, is because it has been a slow creep, hasn't it? Really, AI is sort of growing, but it's. There's, I don't think there's been any massive event. To, to necessarily talk about uh, there's not as in a, a news event which is probably why we haven't covered no there hasn't yes there hasn't there, yeah there's not a sort of stand out the launch of some amazing tool or no. some client that said they're going pure actually although I'm I was sitting on a train recently and one of the there was some person on the road or I was chatting to somebody who was I think he was a CMO at one of the big telecoms companies yeah. and he was saying that he was going to start running some part of his conversion optimization and he was going to make it purely AI driven and you kind of listen to that sort of thing and you think really you're going to make it purely AI driven your whole com-? and That's I think bold. I think there are some I think there are going to start to be some quite bold and shocking AI led marketing initiatives they're going to move beyond the gimmick so actually genuinely interesting implementation yeah, of and AI somebody somebody came in and spoke to me yesterday about a creative tool where you gave it a few variations on creative executions and a few sort of creative building blocks and its AI created infinite numbers of ad variants and then tested them and you kind of thought and I was a bit I wasn't convinced how AI it was versus just machine learning and probability yeah um but I think those sorts of tools are going to become ever more prevalent. And I think actually there will be an interesting... People are going to have to either change their change their job roles and shift up the strategic funnel, or whatever strategic funnel isn't a thing, mm-hmm. but shift up the 
strategic value chain, or they will find themselves being whatever the euphemism hollowed out um, or redundant, I think, is the, Redund- is, the, yeah, is, the, is the word that works in every sense. Yeah. <laughs> redundant in every sense. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Ed, um, Ed our uh, insights, uh, insights director, yep. he, um, he gave us a, a bit of a speech about uh, the future of the em- employer market in, in marketing at our conference. And um, it basically said, you know, there's a huge amount of job loss coming and it's been predicted by all the major, you know, predictors of that. But interestingly, more jobs are going to be made as a result of AI, they predict. But obviously those jobs are going to be different jobs. So people will have to be quite... Baristery. Yes. <laughs> willing to take the right gig and that yes. sort of thing and willing to change their career, I think, as a result of AI. Because, you know, jobs that like digital media buying in a classic sense just won't exist. Yep. Um, I think we should talk GDPR very briefly what since I mean GDPR was massive for like two years before it came yep. like it's all that was on anybody's lips all anybody wanted to listen, hear about since it's happened it's all quite on the western front really isn't it I think that's because largely people are behaving themselves I think there's been a mind there's been a mind shift that people read the rules and they realized I mean there's it's, in its most obvious form it's cookie policies yeah you know it's, it's clicking okay to go into something but I think more than that, there is just a far greater respect for people's data. Yeah, you know, right. you talk to clients and they say, "Oh, I'm not sure we can do that." Yeah. You know, there is a far, you know, people are far care- more careful with, you know, sending sending data files around. What you do with data, ways of, you know, we we talk quite a lot. We're quite keen on using data in advertising, in terms of. And to what extent can we personally target? And then there are privacy concerns with what... Okay, fine. So is there going to be the person individually identifiable? So if somebody else sees that ad, are they going to be able to see what went on on the... What they were looking at on the computer? Is that GDPR compliant? And I think there is just far far greater respect for people's privacy as a result of the legislation. So you think that there was such a big fuss and the fines, the potential fines are so large that actually everybody actually really was sitting up and listening and actually doing something about it and they I continue think, to I do pe- so but people, people have been convinced that whether it's the fines or the name and shame yeah you know it's the fear of being you know a, 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 you know because I don't think people like Facebook are reeling because of the fines no I think they're reeling because of the bad publicity yeah um, absolutely you know whatever 4% of turnover or what it was if it was fully fined at its max is a fairly scary amount of money yeah absolutely but right. I think I think it's People are, people are just obeying the law or trying to obey the law. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a legislator, so I don't know how perfect the legislation was in terms of its clarity. Yeah. I hear bits and bobs that it wasn't that clear. But I think people are trying to get it right. I think there are certainly some grey areas yeah. from, from what I've seen. But I think the takeaway is that actually GDPR wasn't an empty threat and actually mm-hmm. everybody realised that it was an empty threat. So there we go. those cookie policies, they were incredibly annoying on mobile, I tell you. Yeah. Oh, well, I think we've seen, actually, we've seen, interestingly, a lot of variation in their implementation. And only the other day, um, a client came to us saying that they just launched a new version of their website and they couldn't understand why their traffic had dropped so catastrophically. And we had a look at it and we thought, well, the new website looks quite nice. But then we looked at the way they were doing their cookie policy and the new cookie policy that some developer had put in was incredibly aggressive. And, like- the vast, and if you didn't say yes to it, you, were, you, were, you essentially weren't tracked. And so the vast majority of people weren't saying yes to it, and as a result, weren't getting tracked. 
therefore all their stats had gone through the floor. Yeah. Whereas, uh, actually... Uh, and you kind of said, actually, you don't need to... You know, if you look at the way you did your cookie policy on the version that was up there the day before, it wasn't nearly as aggressive, so why don't we think whether we can dial it back to the equivalent? Yeah, I mean, I've seen websites that ask you to tick seven or eight boxes yeah. to decide... It's, it's madness, really. Yep. You only have to let them know. A lot of the US, US-based companies have... I think they, their US lawyers have got onto it. Oh, yeah. And they've really hit it quite hard. I saw a, there was a hotel chain the other day, and it was, it was, you almost couldn't get past the cookie policy. It was almost impossible to accept. <laughs> it was so onerous. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> so there we have it. That was 2018. Uh, Cambridge Analytica, GDPR, and the slow move of AI mm-hmm. as we go towards 2019. Um, that was 2018. Now, over to Joe, who's going to talk us through Facebook attributions. He's actually been to Facebook for a training day on this, so, so listen up. She knows what she's talking about. Hi, Joe. Welcome to Dancast <laughs> Episode 7. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, it's good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very well. It's good to have you on board on Dancast. Oh, thanks. We're looking Appreciate forward it. to getting some insights about Facebook. But first, <laughs> first... Um, I think what might be good to understand is is the interesting thing about you. The interesting Ooh. thing about you is that while your job title hasn't recently changed, yes, um, your role at Searchstar has changed. Yes. What have you gone from, and what have you become? <laughs> okay, so I, well, I'm still a senior account manager, but I have moved from the main PPC teams to the audience team. And the idea of that is so that I have more time to be able to focus on some of the paid social activity um, and also focus on sort of building the offering within Searchstar and training, which is kind of what I've been doing anyway, but this is just sort of cementing the role and, yeah, building it up with the audience team, basically. And the man steering the audience team, the ship that is the audience the team, <laughs> is Rob Langan. Is Mr. Rob what's Langan, like, yes. What's he like to work for? Or He's very nice. Or with? Well, it's only been the first week, so, okay. you know, it's right. early days. Um, so far, he's put up a Grinch above his desk to celebrate Christmas, which I think yeah. probably says enough. Seems appropriate. Um, but yeah, it's all right. Anyone knows Rob? That's he's um, roughly appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so but what we've got you here to talk about today is Facebook, and mm. slightly more specifically, Facebook attribution. Yes. So I would like, if you would, for you to give me your roughly sixty-second summary of what Facebook attribution is. Okay. One, two, three, go. Okay, so Facebook Attribution is the new tool they released a couple of months ago. It's been in beta and alpha, I think, for the past year, but it's now available to all advertisers. And it's basically their offering to, as a solution to the attribution challenge overall. You know, this is what we're doing all the time. Obviously, if you're working across multiple channels, it's very difficult to show... Um, worth, I suppose, and value of upper funnel activity, so anything that's on display or social. So this is their offering to kind of help give us an idea of how those campaigns are performing, moving away from last click. But the interesting thing about it is that when we think about um, other analytics programs, I'm not sure if I can say names. Um, can I say GA? So I can say GA. Um, obviously, what we track in GA is click data. So all anything from Facebook, Instagram comes through into GA as click data, but not impression 
led data, which is actually really important if you're running branding campaigns. Things like impressions is yeah. really important. But obviously, Facebook has that. So Facebook has that data, so it's working backwards for that. But we can run it across uh, publishers, so we can we can bring in data sources from Google, Bing, DV360 into Facebook through some elements of tagging um, and work through the attribution there. So my was steps okay? ahead. That was fine. Okay. That's fine. Well, well, that was about eighty seconds. Oh, uh, that's all right. That's that's uh, you know, that's fine. That's we'll, 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 we'll we'll give you that. Um, my skeptical head says that Facebook released Facebook attribution to big up Facebook and mm. big up their results. Yeah, is that fair? Um, no. Well, I I completely agree. Why you'd be skeptical, but you'd like to think that they. Um, are being fair. You can bring in Google data. So the one okay. client that we are... Yeah, you can bring in Google and Bing data in, including cost data. So one of the uh, clients that we are running it with clearly shows that in terms of return on ad spend, Google's performing better. And so I kind of trust it more because it's saying that. If it said that Facebook was outperforming everything, I'd think, hmm, not so sure. <laughs> but it's looking fair, to be honest, at the moment. So, okay, well, that's good to know. Yes. So if you... Do get on Facebook, start using Facebook attribution. You can roughly yeah. trust what Jason. And it's free. I'm just going to add that in Which with a little great. plug. It's a free tool. <laughs> as long as you have a pixel installed, um, anyone can use it. So any advertiser can use it. Great. Mm. In your words, Joe, what type of advertisers should be considering Facebook as an advertising channel? So any advertiser where they're potentially maybe new into the market or they've got a brand new product... Um, search is obviously great search is great to sort of mop up people see searching at the end you're going to get your best conversion rates your best CPA but if people aren't searching for you because they don't know about you then you know you're not going to get anywhere so anything with e-commerce anything which is B2C anything which is especially really visual anything where you can run a product feed Mm -hmm. it's obviously so we're talking upper funnel discovery upper funnel discovery that's what we're looking for on facebook yeah the sort of words advertisers or our clients don't like because it sounds a bit fluffy but sometimes you need the fluff you do because you need to invest in brands like you always need to invest in brands to be able to you know carry through there's no one in your funnel no one's going to come out at their end yeah are they exactly so if you look at sort of new brands that came in so chili's bottles is a really good one where there's one in the room there is one in the room there's a chili's bottle in the room it's on the floor so that that it's my look don't disturb the um microphone but you know all of their advertising was all over social you couldn't go anywhere last year without seeing an advert for chili's on instagram or facebook and that's what they need to do because people weren't searching for them because they don't know they exist like you have to do that branding exercise first yeah interestingly i only saw my first chili's bottle advert on instagram about three days ago oh really yeah i obviously wasn't their initial target no well i buy so much through instagram i'm like the worst person to do this job because i fall for it all the time like my desk is piled up with stuff i have bought um so i would be advertised to but there are <laughs> so other brands a frequent buyer have basically created their entire brand through this sort of upper funnel social media advertising you've got yeah. things like mojave's mojave's made.com uh, mattresses simba yeah the mattresses are a really interesting one simba eve yeah so um, it can be done yeah and you can build really viable I assume they're viable businesses through social media advertising yeah and the things like the Simba and Eve said this word are really interesting because nobody found a mattress like aspirational before like you just went to Ikea 
yeah. you know, got on with it. And now when people say they bought a mattress, they're not just a mattress. Oh, it's an Eve mattress. Yeah. Like I've got an inspirational mattress. Which what I, mattress do you have? I have. I can't IKEA. remember. I can't remember. Mine's, mine's <laughs> an aspirational uh, hybrid memory foam. Jolly. Oh, nice. It's quite good actually. Yeah, good. people are going around saying, oh, it's an Eve mattress. And I'm the same with my bottle. Like, I don't say I've got a water bottle. I'm like, oh, I've got my Chili's bottle. Like, <laughs> it's just it's branding. It's all branding. So without naming names or naming names, I, I really don't, don't mind. Um, can you offer us any insight into the sort of successes we at CertStar have seen when using Facebook? Okay. Um, two examples, which okay. hopefully are quite different. So would be nice. So and I can name clients. Uh, no, let's not bother. Okay. Because we don't want to anger our listeners. Okay. Um, so a new client of ours who came on start of November. There are they are a really lovely brand. They make leather bags and leather goods. Okay. Um, and we were brought on to sort of run some of their Black Friday activity. So we started with a lot of branding. So lots of they have really obviously lovely imagery, lovely catalogue imagery, great videos. So we did some branding activity around that. We targeted using something called broad audiences, um, dynamic ads for broad audiences, where it's basically Facebook's answer to in-market audiences. So if someone's searching for a purse across other other publishers, other websites, they can yeah. go on Instagram and then they see a load of purses from us because uh, we can see that they're in market for that. Clever. Um, it's really useful. So we ran that, so we sort of really filled up the funnel, as it were. I hate saying the funnel. Um, filled up the funnel with loads of web traffic, loads of really great in-market people, but they obviously weren't buying before Black Friday because everybody knows what's yeah, happening. So, and then we came and launched with the Black Friday campaign and it was all really successful. So in terms of revenue year on year, they spent less on advertising and made 66% more. Wow. Through, their, through online channels. Not That was an in-store. That was an online channels. If I a purveyor of leather bags and I, I, I achieved that, I would be over the moon. I know. And frankly. I bought one of them as well. That's Did how, you? That's, you know, how silly is that? I actually bought one of the bags as well. It's not just that they like, <laughs> only only uh, sold five last year and, and, and your purchase. Yeah, no, no. It, was, it, was, okay. <laughs> it wasn't an insignificant volume. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, just double checking. Um, uh, example number two. Example number two is another client who, on the complete other end of the spectrum, they're illegal clients and they are trying to get people who have been employed by a certain employer shall we say over the last five or six years to join them in a battle against um pay equality basically so there's been um, things in the news about equal pay so we're trying to get people who have worked at this place to join in but obviously if you don't know that there's an equal pay claim i don't know because I wouldn't know about it unless no. I worked in it. You're not going to search for that. So you're not going to search for a claim or compensation to join unless you know about it. Mm-hmm. So we have done, um, obviously, Facebook campaigns around that, and they've been great. Originally, they were sort of putting about 80% of their budget into search mm-hmm. and just mopping up a bit of remarketing on social. They have now upped their budgets by about 200%, and 90 of it is going on social. So it's wow. a huge investment, and the CPAs are really strong. So... That's Excellent. been seriously good for them. Good work, audience team. Yes. Right. That's about all the time we've got oh. for this particular segment. Back over to me and Dan. Oh, that was easy. In another time and place. <laughs> bye. Bye. Say bye, Joe. Bye, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Hello and welcome back. Uh, I hope you enjoyed Joe's segment. Um, I certainly found it very interesting anyway. Um, but now we're going to pick, we're, we're going to summon Mystic Dan to the room. Um, I'm not sure we have really how we do. <laughs> Here he comes. <laughs> um, and we are going to pick his brains for his predictions on 2019. Uh, we kind of touched on it a little bit already. Um, but we're going to get a sense of what we think is coming in 2019 and, and, and where the industry is going. So we had a, just had a quick chat through it to prepare, didn't we, Dan? We have. We have, we have three stroke four predictions. Three stroke four predictions. Yep. I actually can't think of what the fourth is, so I'm intrigued about that one. Okay. First. First prediction is if 2018 was the sort of slow growth of AI and the growth of that conversation, mm-hmm. I think that conversation will accelerate in 2019. I think it will suddenly become everywhere. I think it's going to be a bit like um, we had many years of mobile, you know, 2020, 2012, 13, 14, 15 and 16 were all the year of mobile yeah. in, in, in the marketing world. And I think just the 2018 was the, was the year of AI. I think 2019 is really going to be the year of AI. Okay, so you think we're going to have I think it's back-to-back be... years of AI talk? Yes. And you think in the, 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 this podcast next year will be summarising, we'll say, bloody hell, that was a good year for AI. Yeah, I mean, the, all the, I mean, the, the terrifying thing about a lot of this technology is, is it is accelerating. And so you kind of think that it, oh, that's just, and all the predictions have been that the curve will explode. Okay. Um, as the tech gets good, and I hear so many low-level conversations about it at the moment that I, I believe those conversations will really move to centre stage. I'm, so, personally, I really hope it does, they do, because one of the biggest disappointments for me over the past five years, maybe, was all that talk about virtual reality and all that augmented reality stuff. Mm-hmm. And everybody was predicting that that was going to be huge. Oh, it'd be massive. Everybody have it. Has this not happened? No. So... But I think AI, AI is a different beast altogether. Yep. But yeah, I really hope that does happen. And on the on the augmented, I'll go augmented reality versus virtual reality. Augmented reality, I I, I think still has a lot of space. Okay. Virtual, I think it's a bit weird popping yourself properly in a box. Yeah, I, I also think just touching on virtual reality, I think the the issue there is that you need proprietary technology to actually achieve mm-hmm. it. So it's all, it's always going to be difficult for that to hit the mainstream. Mm-hmm. But that's a bit of a sort of departure. So, okay. prediction number two from Dan. Ooh, what was prediction number what's two? In the, what's in the what did we have? We had, Amazon was the third one that I was going to talk about. What was the second? Video. Oh, video. Yeah. I didn't say that. He, that was all him. Okay. <laughs> video, 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 is the, video is the second. I think there will be... I, I think TV is moving towards a crunch point of... I mean, it's still going to be an enormous medium, but I think I've long thought that... YouTube is significantly underpriced and underutilised. I think people like Facebook video is increasingly good. I think people are watching just ever more telly on their phones, on their, on various screens that aren't technically TVs or aren't sort of live broadcast TV. Yeah. But I think the ad industry is still very dominated by the large TV broadcasters, and I think that has to end. I think there's a there's a sort of Car- there's a ver- there's a cartel for whom it suits of the large media agencies, the large broadcasters, and the large advertisers. Yeah. But I think that will change quite dramatically this year with t- with S- Sky AdSmart, which is a mixed product in that it is quite pricey, 
and limited in scale, but the scale of that is going to grow and the prices, are, I think, will drop for that in the next year, which will become enormously interesting. And then I think the other TV, the big broadcast TV platforms will also launch variations on similar products. And then just people will just get that YouTube have very, very similar scale yeah. and start to go very heavily into that. The side, the, 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 re, the big beast that will shift video, which is why it is three and a half predictions, or is Amazon is very shortly going to start taking video advertising within Amazon Prime. Yeah. Amazon Prime is growing very rapidly. People talk about Netflix, but Amazon Prime is sort of nearly as large a platform and is possibly growing quicker. And Amazon has extremely deep pockets to buy content. I mean, just speaking personally, some of my favorite content is on Amazon Prime. If any of you haven't seen This Is Us or The Marvelous Is Maisel, I hugely recommend both shows. I haven't seen either, so... You're you're missing out on a treat. I'm actually considering switching from Netflix for a few months to Amazon just to see what they've got. There's some very good content on there. Um, and Net- Amazon are not uh, Amazon are going to have ads pretty quickly yeah. and I would be surprised if Netflix hold out for much longer I, I definitely know that Amazon are testing sort of ads and Netflix can't be far behind and that will allow both of those sort of pure um, programmatic individually targeted advertising which will hugely add to the scale mm. sort of available outside of broadcast especially if you're aiming at mid or younger demographics um, the other one on the so that's three and a, two and a half. The other the other one is generally the rise of Amazon as an advertising platform. Um, Amazon has enormous potential. I mean, the amount of I think when the statistics get published as to what percentages of stuff we bought on Amazon this Christmas, yeah. I think there's going to be headlines of yet another seismic shift away from the high street towards online. And who's winning online? Amazon will be hoovering up. I think the days of you buy, of people buying, going to specialist websites to buy ladders, or to you know you don't necessarily go to ladders direct to buy a website to buy a ladder. No. I think there is a trend if you do just go to Amazon to buy yeah, it. I certainly would. I mean, I mean, things I can that's sort of exactly the sort of thing I would buy from Amazon. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't do my clothes shopping on Amazon. I wouldn't do my grocery shopping. But I think Amazon. five years ago you'd have gone to you'd have gone to a ladder specialist. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. You'd have gone to a, you're, either you'd gone to a hardware shop or you'd have gone to an online ladder yeah. ladder people. And I think unfortunately all those all those online specialists are getting squeezed by the Amazons Huge. and knocking them out of the market. I was um, um, I was I'm making my own lamps at home, and because I was like. Mm-hmm. You know, make a nice lamp it'd be good, good fun out of the skins and of your victims exactly exactly <laughs> and the skins of my victims either that or glass um, <laughs> and I didn't go to lampspares.com I went to Amazon and I think all those little websites that actually make up a huge proportion of or did make up a huge proportion yep. of online e-commerce traffic it's just all going to be on Amazon yep. all of it I'm going to take it back to advertising because we're really interested in the advertising bit rather than who's got it. But so that's the growth of so Amazon as an e-commerce platform grows, but I think it's the it's the hidden ad platform that increasingly Amazon are not Amazon have no interest in being the retailer mm. on those lamp spares that you're buying. No. Amazon simply want to be the destination where you go to to buy your lamp spares. And then what it wants is it wants the lamp spare retailers to be advertising on Amazon, Amazon bidding 
offering Amazon, not only will we pay you a commission of 18% or whatever mm-hmm. their commission rate is to Amazon, but also we want to advertise within it to lamp repair enthusiasts like Nick. <laughs> they should buy their lamp spares from them rather than from somebody else and then use that data the, the fact that Nick is a lamp spare, enthu- the lamp making enthusiast and serial killer um, to... <laughs> <laughs> to, to to sort of go so that people can target him so the people that sell complementary products you know whether that's sort of electrical bits or sort of very sharp Japanese knives so that they can go off and um, sort of advertise to him whether he's on Amazon or whether he's off around the net using sort of buying in that Amazon data or yeah. buy or you know buying the ads through Amazon using the data and the predictions are that that I mean, certainly we're getting very good results for the clients we're testing. We're testing an increasing number of clients. And then and the, the predictions are that an awful lot of people follow suit. And actually, for those of you who are interested, we have we are running a talk about Amazon or with Amazon on the 22nd of January in Bristol. Yes, we are at the Watershed. Um, and Amazon are coming down and we are going to be running a sort of an ad futures thing where we're really going to go in depth into what is the future of the Amazon ad platform with a group of, with hopefully a very full room at the Watershed. And we're hoping, we think it should be enormously interesting to anybody who's interested in e-commerce at the moment. Absolutely. Uh, more details about that are on the website, uh, kind of everywhere. So uh, if you are interested in coming along to that, uh, just head over to the blog. So that was three and a half predictions. That was um, from the top, I am trying to remember what my three and a half were. Uh, video was the second one. Video, Amazon, Amazon Video, which was the half. And the ongoing rise of AI. AI, that was the first one. Yep. There we go. Remember that, because we'll be testing this time in 12 months. There'll yep. be a test. Great. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good Christmas. Merry Christmas. Jingle Bye-bye. bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way.